Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Search To Die For in your podcast app to follow the show. Today is Wednesday, May 26th, 2021. On this day in 2004, 49-year-old U.S. domestic terrorist Terry Nichols was found guilty of 161 murder charges. Nichols conspired with Timothy McVeigh to carry out the Oklahoma City bombing. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by my Serial Killers co-host, Greg Polson. Every week, our show dives into the minds of notorious murderers. Greg will discuss Nichols' relationship with McVeigh and the fallout of the Oklahoma City bombing, while I'll cover the narrative. Thanks, Vanessa. I'm eager to delve into this story. Absolutely. Now let's go back to the courthouse in McAllister, Oklahoma, on Friday, May 26, 2004. The jury spent much of their time that day rehashing the last words they heard from Terry Nichols' defense attorney. He spoke of Nichols as a family man, one who was intent on building a life, not an explosive. The FBI had accused Nichols of helping Timothy McVeigh construct a bomb and arrange a getaway car after his deadly attack. But the defense reminded the jury that Nichols wasn't anywhere near the scene of the crime on April 19, 1995. That day, McVeigh had placed a high-powered bomb in the cargo area of the Alfred P. Murrah building in Oklahoma City. He'd worked with Nichols to build the thing using a lethal mix of fertilizer, diesel fuel, and other chemicals. A few minutes before 9 a.m., he hopped out of his truck, locked its door, and casually walked to his getaway car. Once he was out of the area, he ignited the fuses. The bomb went off at 9.02 a.m. Within minutes, shattered glass rained down on the street. As the rubble fell, the top floors crumbled and flattened those beneath them. Nearby cars were reduced to ash. Altogether, the blast damaged over 300 neighboring buildings. But the human toll was truly catastrophic. McVeigh and his cohorts caused the deaths of 168 souls, 19 of whom were children. There was no denying the number of innocent people who died in Oklahoma City. However, Nichols' lawyers claimed he didn't even know about the bombing until the day after the attack. That morning, he was with his pregnant wife and their baby girl in Harrington, Kansas, over 200 miles away. The defense claimed that Nichols didn't deserve a charge of conspiracy, but the jury knew, regardless of his cold feet, that Nichols did work on the bomb up to the last minute. 
Though he eventually told McVeigh he didn't want to be a part of the bombing, he still acted to carry out the original plan. The evidence was clear. In the end, the jury found Nichols guilty on 161 counts of murder. Coming up, we'll discuss Terry Nichols' relationship with Timothy McVeigh. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On May 26, 2004, 49-year-old veteran Terry Nichols was found guilty of 161 murder charges by the state of Oklahoma. Nichols helped his army buddy, Timothy McVeigh, build the bomb that took down the Murrah Building in Oklahoma City in 1995. My guest host, Greg Polson, will take over from here to discuss Nichols' relationship with McVeigh. Thanks, Vanessa. Terry Nichols and Timothy McVeigh were both Army vets who shared a passion for guns and a general skepticism of the United States government. The pair first met in 1988. 33-year-old Nichols had been enlisted for a few months when he hit it off with 20-year-old McVeigh, who just started his basic training in Georgia. In the spring of 1989, Nichols requested a hardship discharge to go home and care for his young son, Joshua. But even afterward, he and McVeigh stayed in touch. In 1993, McVeigh moved in with Nichols and his brothers to work as a farmhand. There, he learned how to make bombs to blow up tree stumps on the job. Then, in 1994, he left the farm to start his own gun supply and military surplus business with Nichols. From then on, the two men spent all their time together. Eventually, Nichols' wife grew jealous of her husband's friendship with McVeigh. She wanted him to spend more time at home, but Nichols remained distant. In October of 1994, the pair started plotting to blow up Oklahoma City's Murrah Federal Building. They claimed it was within their rights to take up arms and defend themselves against a tyrannical government. The bombing also served as their attempt to avenge the deaths of 76 Branch Davidians in Waco a year earlier. To fund their plan, McVeigh and Nichols stole explosive materials from a quarry out in Kansas, then robbed an Arkansas gun dealer. By that point, it was clear to Mrs. Nichols that her husband was more interested in playing war with his buddies than tending to his family. But her husband refused to tell her what he was up to. All she could do was wonder what the men were planning. 
On the day the Murrah Federal Building exploded, Mrs. Nichols realized it was much worse than she'd ever imagined. Days later, her husband learned that Kansas police wanted to speak to him. He surrendered immediately. In 1997, the federal court found Nichols guilty of conspiracy to utilize weapons of mass destruction. He was also convicted on eight counts of involuntary manslaughter. The judge sentenced Nichols to life imprisonment without parole. About six months prior to Nichols' trial, McVeigh was found guilty of first-degree murder for the deaths of eight federal law enforcement officers. He was also convicted for conspiracy and for using a weapon of mass destruction. He was executed by lethal injection in 2001. Nichols' state trial began on March 22, 2004. Within the first week, one of McVeigh's other co-conspirators, Michael Fortier, was offered a plea deal. Eager to accept the deal, Fortier testified that McVeigh asked him to help construct the bomb because Nichols was backing out. After the May 26 verdict, Nichols was sent back to prison in Florence, Colorado. As the judge who tried the case, the Honorable Richard Mach, said of Nichols, he participated in a conspiracy that would seek to destroy all of the things that the Constitution protects. He has proven to be an enemy of the Constitution, and accordingly, the sentence will be for the duration of his life. As for the survivors and victims' families, no sentence could ever heal the psychological, physical, and emotional scars caused by his horrific actions. Their feelings of loss are a much harsher sentence than life in a prison cell. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Greg, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find our podcast, Serial Killers, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. Today in True Crime stars Greg Polson and Vanessa Richardson. 